We are on the air with Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast with the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge this episode is, I'm not going to say King of the North because of our guest because he scares me, but Sick Vic. Our guest, though, he is the savage. You see, he started to scare me already. He's the ruler of the savage kingdom. You must fall, you must be, go with it or be victim of it. This is the Savage King with us today. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Good. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing I'm doing well overall. But when I saw the highlight videos as we viewed this morning, just like manhandling your opponents, right then and there, I was like, I'm not gonna mention King of the North. Nope. I am not, I don't want another king to go. Yeah, I can take over this territory. It's not gonna be like that. I respect the Savage Kingdom. Please don't. Make me a victim. Well, that that's the whole thing. I, I'm I'm ready to conquer the world. So every place has to look out. It's, it's either be respectful or be conquered, right? It's either join the savage kingdom or become a victim of it. There's no in between. Yeah, I I join. I am not becoming a victim of it. I am not pushing back. But if you could describe describe your wrestling career using one word, what would it be and why? Okay, one word and what would it be and why? One word of savage. And, savage. and the, the reason why is because I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career. Uh, savage on my part on things that I've went through uh, the mountains I've, I've been climbing and had to climb and uh, yeah yeah it's, it's been savage it's been a savage journey did you always want to become a professional wrestler or was it just an opportunity that presented itself and you went for it no I, I've never before I got into wrestling, I never thought about I never thought about it in that sense. I've always loved wrestling. I grew up uh, in a family of five boys, our boys. I'm the youngest. Uh, my dad actually wrestled years before um, he married my mom. So wrestling has always been like a big part of our household. But I never thought about being a wrestler because my dad was 6'4", 300 pounds, and I'm about 6'1", 6'2", and I'm only like, I bounce between 210, 220. So that's a huge difference. You make it sound like it's no big deal. You are jacked. You are in beast mode, definitely. And you're acting like, oh, it's no big deal. No big, no. Because eh. I'm like, dude, how much are you bench these days? Uh, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I don't max. I don't max out. Uh, I normally work out with about, normally, if I'm benching, uh, anywhere from, 225 to 285. I bet 225 when I was in senior year in high school. <laughs> you, can get, 
Uh, I could get, get up back up there if I wanted to. Oh, yeah. So how long did it take for your first day of training to start to your first match? Three months. What was it? Can you tell us about your first match? My first match was um, – so I got in the ring. So, all right, I went through training, and the, the first guy I was going to wrestle, he came up to me, and I had been knowing him for – the three months I've been training. Pretty cool guy. And he came up to me with this whole match, like, written out. Like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is how it goes. He's been wrestling for a while. And he was, he was the veteran, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, he wasn't a veteran. Let me correct that. He had been wrestling for a while. So he had seniority. Let me just say that over me. And we got in the ring. He gave me like four pages to remember. We got in the ring. And we locked up. And he said, I don't remember anything. He was like, what's next? He literally forgot everything that he wrote down for us to do, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was probably the best thing that ever happened. Because I commenced, I just started working. And we literally just fought in the ring. We just had a straight up shoot match. And ever since then, that's the way I work. I don't do all that. Hey, let's uh, let's work out the match. Uh, what we're gonna do? What about this? What about that? What about this? Yeah, no, I don't do that. That sucks to me. I'm not trying to knock anybody who goes out there and they're going off a script or anything. I don't. I, I don't like that. To me, that 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 that's that's not what I grew up. That, that's not what I thought I grew up on, and that's not what I loved about wrestling. I looked at it as two men getting in there, two performers getting in there, putting on a good show, fighting. You look at UFC, okay? There's a lot of. I mean, you can look at boxing also. But I'm just gonna use I'm just gonna use MMA as an uh, example. Okay. You have a lot of guys that are really good. You don't get to see a lot of them because they're really good, but they're not really entertaining. You can take two guys, throw them in a ring, and they can go at each other. And the best, the best uh, athlete, the best competitor can go ahead and win, but the match can be horrible. It can be boring if that's why you're there. You're there. You go back to the Roman Coliseum days. Those guys, those people wanted blood. They wanted death. They wanted carnage. They wanted chaos. They wanted somebody to go out there and, hey, and rip somebody's head off. UFC, 
MMA, different things like that. If you take those guys and you just throw them in the ring and they're playing a chess game to see who's going to win, it's not going to be that exciting. I love Greco-Roman wrestling. I love the, the Olympic sport of wrestling. Why isn't it as big as professional wrestling? Why doesn't it draw the same? Good point. Politics. Exactly. They want excitement. People come to the ring. They want when people come to an arena, they want to be distracted from their everyday life. They don't want to think about, oh, my wife cheated on me. Oh, my, my job sucks. Oh, my kids uh, are horrible. They want to think about, they want to live vicariously through the monstrosities of monsters or heroes or villains that are in the ring. Oh, that's me kicking my wife in the face because I'm not, a, I'm not an abuser. I'm not going to hit my wife in real life. But I can live it out through this ring, through this match. And then when I get home, I can give her the love I need to. I can treat my queen the way I, I, I'm supposed to because I let all my frustration and my anger go here at this match. And people don't get it. So getting back to my whole point was I, 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 when I get in the ring, a lot of times my matches may not be pretty. They may not be uh, perfect, but they're going to be rough. They're going to be real. And they're going to be savage. It sounds like you just have it in the ring. You have a intense workout. Just pretty much get the frustrations out in the world, and then afterwards you're you're all set to continue the evening. Exactly. You need you need a release. A lot of people use video games. A lot of people use uh, eating, uh, uh, recreational. Uh, you know. Yeah. All kind of stuff. But with me, I love wrestling, and so many people love wrestling. You have so many closet wrestling fans out there that you will meet, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, you're a professional wrestler. Oh, I love wrestling, blah, 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 blah. But there, a lot of people hide it because for whatever reason, they, you know, but they feel, oh, it's fake. I don't want to say I love a fake sport. I always tell everybody when they ask me, and I don't get asked a lot if it's fake. I don't. But when they ask me, is it they were like, it's fake, right? I said, well, get in the ring with me. You can find out real simple. I said, if it's fake, I won't know what to do. Yeah. You'll be just as capable as me. You'll hit just as hard as me if it's fake because I'm I'm, I'm playing around. I I do let the people know sometimes the storyline is it is made up. Sometimes it's a storyline to where okay I can't kidnap your child or your wife or run over somebody with a car and not go to jail. Come on, let's be for real. Those things are. Uh, those things are thought of. Like, prime example, here's a good, here's a good, a really good example. 
Edge and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was dating Lita. Matt uh, Lita cheated on Ed, on uh, Matt Hardy with Edge. Are you familiar with this? Uh, yes, I am. This is like back in like 2002 or something like that, maybe 2004. Yeah. And Vince McMahon said, hey, let's put this on TV. Now, was that fake or was that real? That was real. I, that was that's real. That's real as real can get. But was it necessary? To expose the dirty laundry. No, no. I could now. That's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> but I'm using that as an example to show people that wrestling can be as real as it gets. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why when I get in the ring. I keep it as real as it can get. Now, do you think uh, people who like, let's say like five, like half the people that say wrestling's fake, do you think it's because they watch like too much like WWE or stuff that's on TV? And you know how the camera angles are like family friendly, you know, it's like, oh, you're just superheroes, but going to a live event and seeing it live and seeing the ring, you know, shake around and seeing how thin the board is on top and there's no springs underneath it. Do you think it's just like an ignorance thing? They need to go to a live event to understand? Honestly, it just depends on what event you go to. All right. So um, not everybody that gets in a ring um, do a lot of choreographed stuff. There's a lot of guys. I was trained under Booker T. Uh, you know, the five-time Hall of Famer, two-time Hall of Famer. Yep, um, tag team champion. Yes, yes. One of the greatest to ever enter a ring. I was trained under him, and he always taught us, he said, man, it's as real as it gets. He said, every time I go down to the ring, in my mind, I'm going to beat somebody up. He said, when I get in the ring, that's what I do. He says, sometimes they may tell me, hey, uh, we need to put this guy over uh, because they got a movie or something coming up. But I'm going to beat the hell out of him and make him earn it. And that's exactly the same way it is. And a lot of people, they get up here and they look at a lot of these guys who are dancing in the ring. And I, I don't, I don't want to piss on anybody. I don't because whatever is making them uh, be able to pay their bills, support their family, okay, that's them, you know. But a lot of guys are getting in the ring doing ballet, and this is not a ballet sport, and people can see it. People can see it, and it ruins the business, and that happens in a lot, you know, in a lot of different industries. Certain people get in the business and it and it mucks it up. Right. You know what I mean? When you see a guy helping somebody, holding a guy up so he can jump and flip around and all of this, and then you wait for him and then he catches you and all this other kind of stuff. A guy did that with me. I kicked him in the face. Also, it's not like just one guy. It's like you have one guy do it and 10 other guys, maybe not from the same promotion, but would be like, oh, I can do it. And then they'll I do it. Monkey see, monkey do. Yes. After a while, it's just, it gets a little old. It spreads. 
it, it, it spreads. It, 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 we have a lot of acrobats and not a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. Like, I can flip, I can dive, I can do all this other kind of stuff. And it has its place. I mean, it's fun. And in the right place, it's freaking great. But I don't really go there to see who are the guys that work at the top? Who are the top guys in the industry that are wearing the straps, that are making the most money, that gets a emotional connection with all the top people? Are they doing all these flips and dives? Oh, no, right, right. When you mentioned that, the first person I thought of right away was Roman Reigns. When's the last time you seen a, a, a corkscrew or a 450? Never. <laughs> Scott Steiner, a video of him just came out like years and years and years ago of him doing a 450 splash in Japan. He's never done that in the United States. Is one time in Japan, and he did an okay job with it, but he even said after that, he's like, That's, that shit's not for me. Exactly. I mean, when it comes, like I say, everything has its place, but with me, I'm smash mouth. I'm, I'm gritty. You may see me do a hurricane runner if I'm if I'm facing a guy that's like six seven, and I need to pull out stops. You know what I mean to take him down. You may see me do a corkscrew or uh, a backflip over the top rope if I'm facing a big guy, and my conventional methods ain't working with him. You know what I mean? It, it's it's all about telling the story and chopping the guy down. It's it, that's that's exactly what it is. Like if if I gotta wrestle a big guy and they tell me, okay, make it hard for him, the promoter, right? Say make it hard for him. He may come to me and he may not. He may, you know, someone who's gonna come to me and he's gonna be like, hey man, uh, you know. We 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 we. What are we gonna do? I tell them I'm gonna see him in the ring. Some guys they piss off, and it actually makes for a good match. Some guys it they love it. It's like oh wow oh we're going old school okay great, I'll see you in the ring. And what do you do? You actually do what you were trained to do. We have a format of how we're trained. You know what I mean? You 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 have a beginning, you have a middle, you have an end. You don't have to talk about all that. It's it's really good when you go out there and you just shoot. Yeah, but do you think social media is kind of ruining like altering? I don't want to say ruining professional wrestling, but altering professional wrestling because now people are instead of going there and kicking ass. They gotta have that five star match. They gotta talk about their five stars, six stars, and they focus on that more than professional wrestling. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I I, I think it has taken a big steaming crap on the business, and everybody is up here. Oh, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. And oh, you know, I gotta be everybody's friend. Why? Why? 
Why? And, and, and what dictates a five-star match? Think about it. What a bunch of people sitting in the screen in, in, in the uh in the audience screaming because you just did uh, a freaking burning hammer off the top rope, which you almost killed yourself or killed the guy with you. And he yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's more European, like French style, isn't it? When they can do the no, flips and stuff like this, America does not room for that. Do you think so? Oh, no. I mean, America's loving it right now with all the, you know, with all the, uh, with all the flips, all the super kicks, all the, you know, kicking out of every move and all this. Yeah, they're, they're freaking loving it right now. Yeah, and but it waters down the sport, doesn't it? Oh, most definitely. Because where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? For me, um, you're going to eventually have to, everything repeats itself. And with me, you're going to, you're eventually going to have to come back to what made it, what, 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 what created the sport, what, what put butts in the seat. And that's going back like to almost the, the Coliseum days. I want to see like, all right, Daniel Bryan. Love Daniel Bryan. Went to AEW. One of the things he said that he liked was like, well, that he didn't like at WWE. And don't get me wrong, I, I love both companies. I like both companies. Is uh, you couldn't bleed over there. Yeah, they're very strict on bleeding. Yeah, like I don't believe in gigging. Do you know what gigging is? The what? Uh, do you know what gigging is? Gigging? No. Okay. Well, I don't believe in gigging, and and that's uh that's a term for where where you know they get busted open or whatever, right? But if I'm bleeding natural, like if all of a sudden you punch me in the face, you slam my head against something, you knee me, and I just get cut open. I don't see where that dictates the match to stop. If I can keep going, yeah, stay you know a, what I mean. Stay, stay, I'm not gonna stay in Pennsylvania if you have a nosebleed, they'll stop the match. But like Kentucky like, and West Virginia have them duct tape with you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bleed. I don't believe in that. I think that. I think that's stupid. I'm not gonna take and cut myself open. That's stupid. But I've got busted open. Where is it? I've got busted open here. In a match, I got DDT. Uh, I did a spear to a guy. He was on the outside of the ropes, and I came running through the ropes and I speared him through the ropes. Right, but as I speared him through the ropes, he DDT'd me on the edge of the ring, and they had a board sticking out. Bust me open right here. Did we stop the match? No, we kept going. That's one of one of my best matches. I got busted open here. I got busted open here. I got busted open here. A whole bunch of places. I mean, did it stop the match? No. The fans loved it. Now, was I out bleeding all over the fans? No, I wasn't. You know, I understand there's business and that you have to uh, 
you can't. If it gets out of hand, I understand them stopping the match. If you're bleeding way too much, I, I get that. Because it can scare kids and you don't want it to become a health risk. You know, but if you're bleeding a little bit, hey, this is not ballet. I look at it as if you're getting the other guy's sweat and I saw saliva and God knows what else, bodily fluid wise. Well, blood on top of it. It's like, no, we can't do blood. Well, what if the guy shits himself in the mat rank? You know, I'm not, you know, I might get some of this shit juice. That's worse than a little blood. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. It's the blood. So, little blood is the big no no, which, and you're right. A lot, like before when they used to do blading, it was a sport, uh, art where it was like very carefully done where you didn't know what was happening. These days, you see the spot when they're blading. And it's just like, what? I want to see someone go up and be like, oh, he's busted open, like Rick Flair back in the days. Not like the CM Punk MJF dog collar match. That was a great match. At one point, MJF was underneath the ring. You could tell he was blading. And it was just like, all right, here we go. He's busted open, you know. There goes the surprise. And, and to me, why, but my thing is, why do that? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. If you don't bleed, you don't bleed. It just shows that you're a tough SOB. You know what I mean? My skin is made out of freaking armor. You know what I mean? It takes a lot to bleed. But you out here gigging and doing all this stupid stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with I guess it's better than taking a full chair shot in the face, but I don't know. I mean, and it's easy. I mean, so you can get hit in in, in, in the face with a chair shot. You take it in the right place. The worst thing you'll get, and I mean, this is not good, but the worst thing you'll get is a concussion, you know? Uh, like I say, it's not good, but that's, you know, worst thing you'll get. Normally, you might just get a headache, if anything. Um, but if they are off with that chair, just a, a fracture, it'll bust you wide open. It's like Biggie's accident. You know, they said it feels like like two tenths of an inch, like one way or another, his spinal cord would have been all screwed up. That he's going to be okay, but it's like, after something like that, can you be okay? It's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a real deal. And um, it's a dangerous, it's a very dangerous, that's the reason why we always say, don't try this at home. Don't do this in the backyard. It's a dangerous sport. It's a dangerous activity. It's a dangerous thing. Especially it, it, these days, I remember growing up, it was like, don't slam, don't pick up your sister and give her a body slam. Don't clothesline up. Don't try this at home. Now it's, don't put your pizza cutter to your son's head. Don't do this to your brother. Don't do this to your daughter. It gets, wrestling's gotten more and more violent. And, and, and it continues because they keep raising the stakes and they're not they're not doing Shakespeare. They're not out there telling the story. They're just out there trying to get the next pop. Yeah, they're just trying to get the next payday, next, you know, the, payday, the art and, yeah, the sport. It's never been about the next pop. Oh, I want to pop the crowd. Oh, I want them to scream. 
I want them to say this is awesome because I took a cheese grater to a guy head, which I've seen that. I would never do it. It's freaking crazy to me, but hey, you know, people like that, those death matches and all kinds of stuff like that, the lighthouses and stuff. Hey, more power to those guys. I I I, I wouldn't do it. Me, I'm, I just want to straight get in the ring, beat somebody up, tell a good story, and move on to the next. The old school NWA days. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Those guys, if you go back to those days, how can I say this? Uh, this is going to be a rough. This is going to be a rough. Uh, this is going to be rough. But I loved the attitude era. I loved the attitude era. It was in your face. It was. When it was rough, it was rough. It wasn't the best wrestling. No, it wasn't. But people were drawn in. And a lot of times they got out there and beat each other up. Yeah. I, I, and that's what that's when I fell back in love with wrestling from being just like a little bitty kid. I loved the attitude era. It was it was just exactly what it was, the attitude. It was the peak of WWE. Then they decided to make it PG rated and family oriented and just sucked after that. <laughs> you know, um, from um, a business standpoint, I can somewhat understand, but you lose more than you gain. Yeah, it's a big gamble. Yeah. I think they lost more than they gained. Just me. You know, I'm sure a lot of people agree with that. They lost more than they gained. So, any, any, any questions? Any other questions? Um, my question is like, some couple of questions like your the background of your mask. Like I talked to um, Luchadors who told me about the mask, about the meaning behind it. What's the me mask mean for you? Okay, good question. It means a lot. It's 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 family. It's heritage. So I'm originally from Greece. I, I was raised in, in the States, um, but I'm originally from Greece. Uh, my ancestry, my history, everything goes back. I got into wrestling years ago, and I was trying to rediscover myself. And what drew me to it was... We did uh, the ancestry history. What, what is that? The uh... ancestors.com, something like that. Yes, we, 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 did, uh, we did that. We did that thing like that. And uh, 
going all the way back, we found out that we had people in Sparta. Our our ancestry history. We had people went through Sparta. Uh, that uh, it started in Sparta, Greece, and actually. We've had people that were in Rome and in the Colosseum, all that through my history. So I took and I looked at what I was doing. I say wrestling is basically between wrestling, MMA and all that is modern day gladiator. Am I correct? I took that and I mixed it with my ancestry and my history from Sparta. That's the reason why the mask looks like a Spartan helmet. And I love luchador. I love, I love uh, luchador. I love the, the Mexican wrestling, the mask and everything. So I decided to mix all of that together to show the history. Like these dots right here actually goes with a uh, part of a family crest that we have. And this here is part of the family crest that we have also. And on my uh, on my uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But on my belt uh, I, I can't think of the name of it right now. But on my belt it, it has the rest of our family uh, uh, logo on it. And I just broke it up and put it in different pieces between my helmet and my belt. And so every time I wear my mask, it's like I'm paying homage to my ancestors, the people that were before me. My dad was in the military. Uh, so we came up really rough. We came up really hard. And we were taught some of our old fashion ways. My dad could have been my grandfather. He was way older. So he came up with an old school way of thinking and very traditional in my family. So some of the things that they did in Greece for hundreds of, uh, maybe even thousands of years. There are some things that we grew up with, me and my brothers, today, still today. So when I came up and created the Savage Key, I wanted to put all of that history into the mask. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. So me wearing the mask means more to me than almost anything. And I, it's been a long time coming. And I've been wanting to pay homage in this way. Um, I've been asked, you know, would I take the mask off? Uh, could I lose it in America? And I told them, no. I'll walk out the door first. Even if it's for a lot of money? Yeah. That's respectful. This, 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 Literally, this is beyond, it, it sounds funny because I'm doing it for wrestling, but it's beyond wrestling. Um, I lost my dad in 06 to cancer. Sorry to hear that. So I appreciate it. So every time I wear this also, it brings me closer to him. 
I feel like he's there with me because he's never been able to see me do what I love to do. That's absolutely awesome. And I think that if not anyone will feel the passion and the uh, feelings behind that, now it's like they lost a parent themselves to know what, what it's about. Because yeah. I, lost, I lost my mother two years ago. So paying homage to her, I absolutely get that. And I think it's awesome. I think it's great. My 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 feelings go out to you also. Thank you. So, so what, do you, what do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Oh man, with the landscape it is right now. I've always wanted to go and dominate the WWE. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? That has always been the, the, the mark. That has always been the mark. But with today the way it is now. I don't know. Um, I want to conquer it all. I literally, if 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 I have things my way, I will pull a AJ Styles. What is and emotions winning the world title? AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers. Oh, he's a legend. Um, He's a legend. He, he's a freaking legend. He's the only guy to freaking main event all three main promotions in the same year. Yeah. He's just, he's phenomenal. What do you say? Freaking phenomenal. I've met him before. I've met him a couple of times. Uh, I've been on a couple of matches with him. Um, and yeah, he's done it all. He's one. Is he the only one? I think so. He's, yeah, he's he he's my mark. He's my mark. So, in five years, I see myself conquering at least two major promotions. What about for you upcoming? That's already signed, sealed, whatever you'll be there for. Um, I'll be next week. I'll be in Dallas for many a weekend. I'll be there doing some stuff with Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, and also World Class Wrestling with uh, Jerry Bostic. And where can everyone find you on social media to keep up with you? Okay, they can find me on uh, my, I got so many different ones, on my Instagram, which is Thaddeus King, on my Twitter, which is D, as in the letter D, Savage Kingdom, and on Instagram, I mean on Facebook, it's B Savage King. You know what's worse than a savage king that is violent in the ring? It's a small You know what's worse than a violent, physical savage king? What? A smart one. You Most. are smart into the business game, sir. You are just the knowledge you have it in, about the business, physically, behind the scenes, and everything. I look forward to seeing you at least. At AEW Dark or something like that, at least. Most definitely. 
AEW, I would love to get. WWE has their ways, but you know AEW. Yeah, I can usually see you in AEW. Just go there, a couple of fights, see how you like it. If you don't like it, do something else. You know. I definitely want to go to and and get an AEW. Uh, New Japan also. Most definitely. Yeah, New Japan. Definitely. Most definitely New Japan. And I tell you another company uh, I really like, MLW. This company? MLW. MLW. I have not checked them out yet, but I've heard really good things about it. When, when, when you check them out, look for Gino Mendoza and also look for the Samoan werewolf, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, definitely check that out. I've been meaning to check out MLW, but so many promotions out there, it's kind of hard to keep track. It, it is so many. I mean, this is like a, um, I want to say golden age, but it's so much crap in there also. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a I w- I'll just say it's a great resurgency for wrestling. Yeah. It's a good time to be a fan, good time to be a wrestler in the business. I agree. Well, Savage Ken, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I look forward to your c- continuation of dominance in, in, in independent wrestling. And I look forward to talking to you again. I appreciate it. And they can also go to my YouTube channel, which is the Savage King. The letter T H E, the word the Savage King. And I look forward to talking to you again. And once again, the Savage Kingdom. I'm with you. I'm with the Savage Kingdom. (laughs) Please don't invade my home. Thank you very much for your time, sir. I appreciate it. You take care of yourself. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye.